0: Hey folks, welcome to uh, another episode of uh, uh, Recruit Screen. Honestly, increasingly becoming my like favorite point of the week because uh, not only do I get to meet uh, amazing uh, recruiters and recruiting leaders, some folks that I've met before, other folks that I sometimes haven't, but also we get to dive into some of the important but not always so serious uh, parts of of recruiting. Sometimes serious, don't get me wrong, but not always. So uh, yeah, really excited for the conversation today. Um, meeting with uh, Andrea. So Andrea, thanks so much for doing this. Why don't you share a little bit about yourself uh, uh, for the for, for the, the folks listening in?
1: Thanks, Ail. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Andrea. I'm a principal talent partner. I'm over 14 years in, in this game uh, with talent acquisition expertise. I serve as a strategic partner to the execs or the senior leadership generally. So I'm kind of like the right-hand person uh, getting things done. Uh, so I have one step, one foot on the ground, one foot in the strategic leadership side of things. Um, I'm on a personal mission to kind of like further develop inclusive career tracks for us, because I feel there is a lack in, in um, our profession in terms of further developing the IC, which I am and I proudly represent. I'm also the proud mama, as I call it, of the TA crunch. I founded it last year together with two exceptional um, colleagues and friends, I might say, and this has become and keeps becoming if there is a thing like that um one of the the main go to places in berlin for talent acquisition um i'm really proud to say i won some nice awards in my time so far in terms of innovation in talent acquisition so i really wear these uh, these badges with with pride i'm also a human being um i was looking into that that one of the biggest areas of my life is covered by music somehow. Uh, Spotify rep showed me the like thousands of hours I spent listening to it. I can't find the exact number though. Um, And I'm a creative soul. I like to paint. I like design. I like art. Uh, And I'm a massive Audi and Adidas fan for some whatever reason. (laughs) Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. me as a human being on the side of the professional side of things.
0: Love that. Yeah, thanks for sharing. And uh, excited as we go through these questions to sort of see how this like commitment to being an IC and sort of really forging like a senior IC career path plays into to your career. So, yeah, I'm sure oh, you yeah. can jump off to explore that. Because I, I I obviously I come from more of a, you know, pre-Metaview and also as part of my job at Metaview, focus a lot on product and engineering. Um, and uh, that was always something I felt like the engineering function did pretty well is like carving out these uh, career paths for exceptional ICs. Um, who obviously could still get increasingly high leverage within the company without having necessarily to become, you know, a manager. So uh, yeah, that's going to be cool to explore. Um, all right, uh, Andrea, are you ready for your recruiter screen?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. No. is <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's um, yes, hundred percent.
0: Okay. Well, kick off with uh kick off with what what makes you sort of frustrated enough to want to throw your laptop out the window about working and recruiting.
1: I really like my laptop, the, but um, I think by far it's toxic positivity. I think when, when things are down and things don't work and you have people around you who are either oblivious or I think the not the oblivious is the, the worst part, but the worst part is, and it had I, I had it happen to me once uh, at the previous company I was at when the director was just in, encouraging us to be more positive, to talk more positively when things were really down the drain. Um, and just pushing this down our throat without um, observing what's really going on and without allowing us to express creating this psychological safety for us. This is something that really gets me over the edge. Um, laptops survived. No laptops have ever been thrown out the window just yet. Um, so it's either that or really slow internet connection. Now you take your pick.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, I, Both those resonate. So, just so, I, so I'm clear on the toxic positivity point. That's mm. essentially... If I was going to sort of like extend it a little further, it's essentially a scenario where things aren't good, and instead of dealing with the situation, the sort of the the reaction of the people with authority maybe is just talk more positively. Like just a hundred percent, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for for uh, making use of your vocabulary to translate. What I, yes, that's a hundred percent what I wanted to say. Um, it's just the turning a blind eye or pretending that yeah. things are not in shambles at any like moment that, yeah. in time and just taking action to correct
0: yeah yeah okay i would probably say dodgy internet connection is worse though to be honest with you so i think and that the the, the painful thing about an internet connection is it goes is in some with so much of our life in these type of meetings it goes both ways if i had a bad internet, not only would that frustrate me it would almost frustrate you just as much because of uh yeah. like <laughs> it's like a double killer um yeah okay Nice switching gears a little bit what's your uh when you're working with a hiring manager on a on a rec, what is a trait of theirs that you often mm. sort of find helps you do great work as a recruiter or that you really like to see uh, in, in a hiring manager?
1: Mm. If I think back of probably some of the best hiring managers I ever worked with, um, you know how Adam Grant says, "Think again." This mm. ability to think again. So. Act more a bit of like a scientist. Don't assume you know everything and then go forging ahead, trying to convince everyone that that's the way to do it just because you've done it the same way a couple of times before or multiple times before and it worked. So having this flexibility, this open-mindedness towards understanding that some other folks like talent acquisition professionals sometimes may know things a bit better and allowing um, for us to really showcase our expertise and kind of like being open to accepting new directions, new evidence. Sometimes I think the, some of the best hiring managers I worked with exhibited these traits and yeah, I I think that's probably the favorite trait that I would pick.
0: Yeah. Love that. And I can imagine again, sort of like maybe pulling this towards your, your sort of desire, I guess, to remain on the, on the IC path. I, I guess like Sometimes you get, a, in a lot of cases, because most recruiters, as they get more experience will move into management roles and away from working directly with hiring managers and roles, you have this constant imbalance of potentially a very senior hiring manager or very tenured hiring manager, but then a recruiter who may only been doing it for a few years. And so in, inherently, you have this imbalance. Whereas, of course, if you have more people following your path of actually, no, this is something I'm going to get better and better and better at over time, um, you can also lose that just natural imbalance as well.
1: Yeah, I, I feel so validated. Yes. A hundred percent yes. Yeah. And it's another thing with me being a principal, I do have the even if it's an informal authority or leadership, I do have, let's say, the power and or my responsibility is to be a multiplier. So I ha I, I have to teach others who are maybe less experienced in the recruitment game, how to get that done with their hiring managers. And that's why I think it's really important for me to keep my feet still on the ground as much as possible so that this doesn't get lost. And you mentioned something about engineering. That's one of the places I draw most of my inspiration from. Engineers have nailed the principal, the senior principal or staff. Um, And it is so relatable, so relatable. It baffles me the fact that the talent acquisition profession doesn't see how well this can be just replicated. So um, yeah, I'm happy that you mentioned both these things.
0: Yeah, nice. And and I, I guess, you know, sometimes it's just the other side of the coin, but is there another sort of like least favorite trait in a hiring manager that you find it really hard to, to do your best work mm. uh, sort of alongside?
1: Yeah, it would be exactly the opposite, right? So people who are very stuck in their mind and very stuck in their ways. But I think there is another thing that... Um, Throughout my my career so far, is something that I had a really hard time dealing with and I have to repeat myself and do it over and over again. And that is in relation to people who are unaware of their own biases. So they lack self-awareness or emotional intelligence. Um, I really struggle with re- re- really crass biases such as this me me, right? There is so often the case that you deal with really senior people who came from potentially um, golden organizations right the Fung or anything else that is really bright and shiny and they think that only people from there would be able to do the job or do a good job or good enough job so this is something that I I really have to work with constantly and try to educate individuals as of why this is a problem why this shouldn't be happening how can we move away from it um, and probably this would be if it's not the first one this would be the the definitely the least favorite yeah. trait of a Harry manager yeah
0: yeah yeah I mean, especially just because it makes, I mean, frankly, the task of recruiting less fun as well, right? Because it's very hard to find one of those diamonds in the rough and you're giving someone an, an amazing opportunity to move their, potentially their life forward. Because if they're just, if you're just recruiting from those golden organizations, then they're already probably yeah. in a good spot. So uh, it's not really they also... a turning point.
1: I think they also miss great opportunities of diversifying their thinking processes. Yeah, yeah. They bring the same individuals in, the same mind, the same approach, the same thing over and over again, missing a great opportunity for innovation, for change. I was being given an opportunity once um, as well. I didn't come from a big company, I came from a small consultancy in the UK. And I was being given the opportunity at, at Zalando and I brought a lot of stuff with me so not that I should be the ultimate example but definitely there is value that people will bring to your organization especially if they don't come for us from the same background right that you would like them to come potentially
0: yeah yeah love it nice thank you um any sort of like favorite go-to funny or horror stories you have from your your time as a recruiter that you're you're happy to share with uh, with us
1: mm uh, yeah, I have one, but I don't know if it's horror or funny or both, so i I think it was during the pandemic. I was still at Salando um, and we were hiring quite a bit until we we had a freeze, right, but um, <laughs> there was one one situation because people were working from home, right, so everybody was at home, whatever your setup was. I have these paintings in the background. It looks cute, what's so not. And I remember this this one candidate, an engineer, I was recruiting for engineering and product as well. And there was this one gentleman um, and he showed up in my interview. I have one hour long interviews with my candidates. And he was in his yoga pants, like beige. And that was it. So nothing else, right? Just yoga pants. And he was having his laptop placed on the floor so I could see everything and his entire flat behind beautiful flat don't get me wrong um yoga mats and pillows and plants and I was like okay I'm struggling here I had an option to say hey uh, would you mind you know it I get it it's hot but come on uh but I let it I just let it slide right and he said this is how he gets in the flow for his interviews I thought okay who am I to battle (laughs) against that so again I don't know if it's horror or funny I think it's a bit of both um What a
0: strange strange gentleman, but uh, uh, yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, whatever gets his flow right for his interviews. Um, Sadly, he didn't get um, past my interview, but it was not nothing to do with his absolutely exceptional yoga outfit. It was purely from uh, uh, like, let's say, the way he presented himself or his expectations of the role were completely misaligned with what we were able to offer them at the time. I will probably never forget that. It's okay. not necessarily the interview as the setup, I guess.
0: So did did he uh, sort of volunteer his preference for dressing like this or did you ask him why are you not wearing any clothes?
1: No, no, no. He volunteered uh, because we were talking about <laughs> we were talking about the type of business domain that he would be working in and he applied for the role, yeah, which was yeah. even more baffling for me, but whatever. He applied for the role. And then we were talking about the business domain and how Zalando makes money and the different business units and how they make money for Zalando. And then he proceeds to telling me that, as I see, he's very much a very spiritual individual. So he doesn't really believe in capitalism and he prefers a more holistic environment than this. And I was like, there is a misconnect here. I don't know yeah. where things are. And then it it kind of turned out to be that the individual was just testing their own abilities in interviews. They, they never made it past my interview. So I assume they wanted to speak to an engineer or do a testing yeah, yeah, or coding yeah. or whatever it might have been. It never happened. Um, But yeah, they were like, it, it was bizarre. Let's yeah. put it this way. Still quite a fond memory of mine, because whenever I get do <laughs> to you, discuss um... about this, it's did yeah. you
0: run did you run the full hour with them?
1: I think I was on the 45 minutes. Okay. Um you, you oh. didn't
0: you didn't like react, you didn't, no. you didn't like dismiss them offhand due to this, which is pretty admirable. I think I would struggle with uh I think I, I would did
1: struggle. <laughs> yeah. I did um, struggle, but I was given this see, feedback.
0: I would love to see Andrea is I know we won't be able to, but I would love to see the scorecard that you wrote for that candidate just to see if it was mentioned. Was it mentioned, hey, I was a bit weirded out by the fact they were or did you actually let that piece of information? slide? No, up?
1: because they have the option to request the scorecards and you never yeah, yeah. know what kind of people you're dealing with. I left the uh, outfit out like the the bizarre aspect of the interview. I left it out for sure <laughs> uh, because I was covering my own back. And normally it's uh, interesting that you mentioned that if I ran the whole uh, the whole hour, you know, I um a few years back i would be like hell no 30 minutes in we're done i'm sorry it's not going to happen let's not waste any of your- our time but i was being given feedback i was like andrea you need to be really mindful of your candidate experiences i was like fair enough i do care for candidate experience a lot so i'm like okay fair enough the plants were nice though and the kitchen yeah, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that adds to anything
0: nice nice Um, what, what, uh, gets you sort of tends to get you most excited about your job. And I guess it'd be great to relate this to how that has resulted in your decision to sort of really, you know, dedicate, commit yourself to this IC path.
1: Yeah. Uh, funny that you should ask us because this just today I posted this, um, LinkedIn post, which was, I don't know, tremendously successful. Maybe it was the picture with the confetti that got people. I don't know. Um, but if I come back to the original question, I think probably the one thing that I care tremendously about um, is candidate experience. And it also relates to me staying an IC because I can still manage the candidate experience, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm not in the ether. I'm not in, I'm not far away from them. Um, So it's not just purely the candidates It's building the entire hiring strategy in a way that creates moment that matter for our candidates. And I've been a candidate, I've been on both ends of the stick, right? Really good experiences, really poor experiences. And I want to ensure that we transform these people's lives. And I want to ensure that I give them the the best possible, the most transparent, honest, heartwarming experience they can have um, so that they make a decision to shift their jobs or maybe even their professions um, with peace of mind and knowing that they are going into, into a relevant, valuable role for them. So, um, if I know that they would be coming to a place where they can't further develop, I would have a really hard time selling the job. Mm. So that's that makes it difficult. And sometimes I've been in that position, like I think everybody else has. Um, but I think this would be one of the top things for yeah. for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's a. Uh... Yeah, I mean it's it is the it is the most. Um magical part of the the role really right is when you can it's matchmaking at the end of the day when you make those matches and it's like an earnest authentic match and it may not have happened if you hadn't been involved in it then uh that's that's pretty uh pretty satisfying um what about sort of looking forward to the future what excites you most about the the future of of ta
1: well now speaking to you i can only bring up ai (laughs) (laughs) now um I, I do actually think regardless of um, of how brilliant actually your product is, I haven't been paid to say this, by the way, <laughs> um is really the AI uh, aspect of it and how prevalent it is and how the fact we can't hide. So um, I think it will separate the good bunch of recruiters from the less so. And uh, I mean that with uh, the utmost respect, not all of us, myself included, have access provided by the organizations that we work with or for. To AI tools, that's one thing. However, I I believe that having access in our private time in our on our private laptops, whatsoever not, to AI tools can enhance our um, game, if you want, right, in recruitment by a mile. So I think we have yeah. endless opportunities now to become truly emotionally intelligent by the use of artificial intelligence tooling, as um, weird as may that may sound. Um, we can really understand cultures better now. We have really endless opportunities for learning and development. So I think I, I'm a real sucker for learning, for growth, and maybe that's why. But I think this is the one thing that really gets me excited um, for how our profession should further develop.
0: Yeah, well, strong agree on my my side of the fence I'm there, Yeah, couldn't have put it better. <laughs> I hope before. so. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be such a fun year this year, basically both MetaView, but also what's going on in the wider world. I think it's all getting a little bit more to grips with the fundamental capabilities. Those yeah. fundamental capabilities do probably shift somewhat again, but still like we're on, we're sort of on the, I don't want to say treadmill, cause that sounds a little bit negative. Like we're not going anywhere, but like we're on this, this travelator now. And, uh, uh, we sort of understand the, understand a bit more. So I think it's gonna be really fun. Um, uh, Closing out, closing question. What are sort of three qualities that you think make a a top recruiter?
1: Mm. Um, Well, one thing I just mentioned, maybe that's just my ego speaking, I don't know. But the first and foremost, I would say this, a true growth mindset. Uh, So it's like this never ending hunger for learning going way beyond our operational task. Oh, let me source, let me interview. Yeah, I made a hire um, way beyond that. Um, The second one is something that we can develop, which is influence or gravitas. I think mm-hmm. it's quite essential in our profession. Um, and the third one has to do with uh, our, I don't know, our core, it's empathy.
0: Yeah. I love yeah. The, all of them, but the inclusion, especially that second one, first time we've heard, had, obviously we've had like persuasiveness and things like this. But I think there is something different about like gravitas and influence, right? It's like, a, I guess doing the persuasiveness from a position of authority is like what you're, you're g- gain, gaining that authority through personality is like a really interesting thing that I think a lot of, I would say TA folks that I've spoken to don't necessarily jump to, they jump more to sort of the service side of things, like how can they be a service to, which which it is obviously like to a degree of service, so it is a service, That's but I think that you can certainly do it from a position of authority and and sort of ownership of the outcome as well, which is, I think that's what that phrase makes me think This sort of gravitas and influence. So that's really cool. Um, nice. Uh, Andrea, thanks so much for doing this with us. We try and be pretty strict about 20 minutes. We're running two minutes over. So naughty us. Um, uh, any sort of final words or sort of remarks on where people can find you? How How's best to connect with you?
1: Maybe the best one would be LinkedIn for the more professional topics. I'm not on TikTok <laughs> yet. Uh yeah, probably LinkedIn or or if not please join the 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 TA crunch right? Shameless plug, but come to the events we are doing in Berlin if you're in Berlin. Otherwise, yeah, LinkedIn yeah. and uh, really I'm sorry we are running late. I tried to speak as fast as uh, I could. No uh but thank you for having me. It's been really nice and it's been like a fire chat which I love.
0: Yeah, yeah. Love that too. And by the way, uh some of our team were at TA Crunch. I, I couldn't make it myself personally. I had some um, uh, a very young child um, who's still quite young, but was especially young at that time. Um, but uh, I heard great things about the event. So yeah, if you are in Berlin or in and around Berlin and um, check out Andre, Andrea's profile and find out where the next one is and go, I'll probably try and be there myself as well. Um uh, really brilliant. So, yeah. Just a big shout out to you and the folks who are working on that. Um, Thank you. uh, Andrea, thanks again. And folks, thanks so much for tuning in, uh, whether it's live or whether you sort of uh, listen to us as as, as you come across us on your feed. Um, Hopefully it was an enjoyable conversation. I certainly enjoyed it a ton. There'll be another uh, in for next week. So please do go over to MetaView's profile on LinkedIn and follow because that's the best way to stay up to date with uh, these conversations and also clips that we pull out afterwards, which are always really useful nuggets too. So thanks so much, folks. Uh, Let's hire on. See you later.
1: Thank you.